0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're talking week five in the NFL. We're going to go through every game that's happened so far today and just... You know, go over the best observations we can make from everything here. A lot of interesting stuff happening as always around the league. So we're going to start off. First game of the day was the early game in London. Falcons, Jets. Falcons win twenty-seven to twenty. Matt Ryan. He's had a couple solid days in a row here. This one is thirty-three for forty-five for three hundred forty-two yards, two touchdowns, and that's without Calvin Ridley in there. And he's still just a really great performance and. This one, without without Ridley around, a lot of this went to Kyle Pitts, so nine catches, 119 yards, and a touchdown for Kyle Pitts. Basically, that's what people were hoping for when they drafted him, and if you're going to get that kind of performance out of a tight end, you're going to be feeling pretty good. So, But Ridley's going to be back, right? So you're not going to get that every time. Patterson had seven catches for 60 yards. and also had 14 carries for 54 yards. Leading the way there. Uh, Mike Davis had one less carry, one less yard, but he got a touchdown. But still Patterson seems to be the main guy. But there we go. Falcons offense, not bad, but it is, it is the Jets game. It is. So wouldn't be too excited. But, but nice to see that from Kyle Pitts.
1: Yeah, it's huge. <clears throat> you want to see the young guy do well? I think it's great that he he did this while they knew that they kind of had a key on him. So I think this is a really good step in the right direction. It does make me feel... I mean, I was kind of already there anyway with tight end is so shoddy and like besides for the top three, four guys that pits, if you had them, you're playing them. So, you know, you even feel more comfortable moving forward. Yeah,
0: I I think so. People were way too quick to give up on him. I mean, it was what four games for a rookie tight end. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. And especially, I mean, we preach it over and over and over, but the tight end, especially rookies alone, don't usually hit in the first year unless they're going to be, you know, unless you're a Najee Harris or something of that Mm -hmm. nature where you're guaranteed that spot and a a certain amount of carries or touches. Uh, You know, Kyle Pitts wasn't because we didn't really know what the offense was going to look like. Ridley was there, like you said. Um, So the fact that, and tight end is usually actually even slower than most positions. So I'm really happy at where he's at. We thought he could produce. Maybe he'll still be spotty. But right now, um, nine receptions and and a touchdown and over 100 yards, you know, that's going to that's gonna resonate. I think that Kyle Pitts is going to be a top five tight end if he can do anything like this moving forward.
0: Right. For the Jets side of things, Zach Wilson was 19-32 for 192. No touchdowns. He threw a pick. Michael Carter led the way in the ground game there for the Jets, again, with 10 carries, but 30, 38 yards a touchdown. It's just hard to get much going on with this offense. Ty Johnson got himself a touchdown, but was only off four carries. Corey Davis led the way four for 45. Just a bad offense, and this is a team that they should have been able to do something against the Falcons. They're not. It's just hard to trust any Jets. So basically the only ones you've been looking at are what? Corey Davis, Crowder maybe, and Michael Carter in a in a pinch. But yeah, can't trust
1: them, though. No, no, not at all. Not enough scoring. Packers,
0: Bengals. Now this was an interesting one. 25-22 Packers win in overtime. There were five missed field goals after two <laughs> minutes ago in that game. Both teams had multiple chances to win that thing and kept missing field goals until finally Crosby does get one through at the end to win. Rodgers, 344 yards, two touchdowns. Big day for Devontae Adams, 11 catches, 206 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, he's the only receiver they're throwing the ball to, it seems like. A.J. Dillon was the second-leading receiver, for 449. He got a touchdown, but. Uh, actual receivers, Cobb at two for 30, Lazard at two for six. Like they're just, It's all Devontae Adams. It's all yeah, Rodgers is going to.
1: It's 2020 all over again, except they're throwing less touchdowns. I mean, that's really what right. it is. Like, so, yeah, you, you have to feel pretty okay about that. I think it's, you know, Aaron Jones, he did his thing too, 14 carries for 103 yards. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, exactly what you think. I think uh, the only thing that really changed in my mind was I, I keep looking at the Bengals and I, I keep getting more and more impressed by them. Even though the Packers aren't blowing people out, they're probably not quite as good as they were last year. They're still 4-1. and one. They're still a very good team. And the Bengals stuck with them. They've been in every single game. They're 3-2. and two. I really like what they've been able to accomplish. So, you know, I know that's kind of a, not much to do with Green Bay, but Green Bay is solid. You know exactly what you're getting. Cincinnati, on the other hand, they're the ones that, you know, you're, you're watching the game for to figure out what's what and yeah, you, you know, really definitely what you're really improved. Yeah. And really what you're starting with is Jamar chase. Can he continue on the tear he's been on? And the answer is yeah, <laughs> they're going to they're keep throwing it to him. He's a really dynamic young player. And from, it's so funny to think we're only what, six weeks away from a preseason where he did not look that good. And people were starting to really lose faith <laughs> in him, you know, including us, including myself a little bit like, oh, maybe it'll take him uh, a half year, a few games at least to get into football form. And then he comes out of the gate storming, six catches, 159 yards, and one touchdown. He, he's the deep threat. He's kind of the big playmaker. He had a long of 70 today. And usually you get scared by that, but he's been consistently doing that. So, you know, Jamar Chase, how, how far up the, the way, as far as wide receivers go, is he in your mind?
0: He, he already ranked in 10th going into this week. He was already top ten. Yeah. He, he performed that way. So yeah, I had I had him tenth going into this this weekend.
1: Yeah, pretty crazy. And to round it out as well, uh, actually, P. Ryan outcarried Mixon because I believe he got hurt again. Correct? He was. He just wasn't. Fully, he's not fully wasn't healthy. healthy. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I should say yeah. he's not fully healthy. Rather than he got hurt, but he yeah. wasn't fully healthy. He split carries. Uh, Samaja P. Ryan had 11 for 59 yards. Joe Mixon had 10 for 33, but he did get the touchdown. So he made your day worthwhile when you started him. He also threw in one catch for two yards. If you're in PPI, I guess that mattered. Um, And then, then they fill in uh, T Higgins did have five catches, but only for 32 yards and P Ryan had four catches for 24 yards and a touchdown. So both running backs kind of came out of the woodwork to make it worthwhile, but nothing too crazy. Joe Burrow, 281 yards with two touchdowns, two interceptions. So, yeah, I mean, Jamar Chase was the really the only big name here. It was kind of like him versus Devontae Adams today, <laughs>
0: right? Pretty much. About Vikings, Lions. Vikings win nineteen seventeen with a fifty-plus yard last-second field goal. Lions go to zero and five. It happens to them again. That's the way we <laughs> like it. <laughs> I still see too many people actually going uh, getting upset online, locally about the Lions these losses. Like this is actually. To me, they're fighting
1: hard, man. Like, this is great. This is exactly what like, I want, to be quite honest. You I'm, know, we can't compete. We're no, losing very the close games, and they're then there. we get a better draft pick. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to sneak past. Like you know, it's going to be us Jets and Jacksonville for like the worst team. You know, don't do something stupid. Just be the worst. Just yeah, win, the worst. win win a few games in the end, and then end up with the tenth pick compared to the third or something. No, so, and be the worst. I, I would love to throw a few more touchdowns, Jared Goff. 203 yards with an interception, yep. not what you're hoping for. And um, much like what we just talked about with Cincinnati, they pretty much split the carries down the middle. Uh, Williams had 13, yep. Swift had 11. They both had just over 50. Swift got the touchdown though. So major day worthwhile. He adds six catches for 53 yards. So even though he hasn't really had a huge game, he, can, he is really getting these where you get 50 here, 50 there, a touchdown. He is going to end up being a very highly rated running back at the end of the year, which I predicted. But I I do wish he would give a couple of games where you say, wow, like really showcase the talent. You see it in spurts. But I'm waiting for that one breakout game, even though he's, he's still putting up fantasy points.
0: So the other guy I'm interested in after this one, Amon Ross St. Brown, seven catches, 65 yards. Last week, he had six catches, 70 yards. That's two straight weeks, solid games, eight targets per game. He's going to just, like, fly under the radar here, though, on the waiver wire. He's not going to be a, some, a player people are going to go after. And you see the production starting, though. That's that's two games. I mean, that's what you want to see from rookies. In, in his fourth and fifth game, all obviously, yeah, six for 70, seven for 65. The targets jumped up. That's really interesting to me. So this is one of those, though, yeah, he's going to fly under the radar. Obviously, we'll talk about Kiterius Tony a little bit. He's going to be, you know, all over people's mind for waiver wire. Somebody like Amon Ross St. Brown, no one's going to talk about. And hey, there's some production here. There's a little bit of production. It's starting. So I agree. What, yeah, I,
1: it's what we were hoping was going to happen, yeah. right? And you have a very young guy. He's not on a, a high-powered offense, at least for the the throwing aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But I, I like this because he is a guy that can get a lot of targets. Especially if you're in a PPR, he should absolutely be on your radar. And hopefully, they get that that passing game going to the point where you can throw one or two touchdowns a game. And all of a sudden, he'll he will real, really will be relevant because all of a sudden you have a chance to score, even if it's not going to be him. You, you always want that opportunity, but yeah, I, I think that's a great pick. And uh, another guy that has been kind of sl- slowly working his way up, didn't have all that great of a game. Quintez Cephas, um, three catches for 38 yards. He's another one. I keep kind of waiting and watching these guys that are getting a lot of opportunity on this team, Um, but he didn't really take the step forward. And then just to round it out, TJ oh. Hawkinson, who's a, a weekly starter he only had two for 22 so it was pretty It was pretty bare bones for the passing game here well
0: actually in Cephas he led that he left that game with an injury which actually could even you know vault Amon Ross St. Brown higher I would think if if it's going to be significant which it, it doesn't I'm looking at the latest news on that and Dan Campbell did say it doesn't look good so that's just not a good thing to hear from the coach so it could uh that could actually help uh Sam Brown we'll see um, for the Viking side of things, uh, Cousins threw for 275 and a touchdown, a pick. Not a major game you were hoping for playing against the Lions. That touchdown went to Madison, actually. Justin Jefferson had a solid seven for 124. Madison re- caught seven balls for 40 with that touchdown. He ran the ball 25 times for 113 yards, uh, yards with Cook out. So if Cook's out, you you know Madison's going to fill in and be a good, good back right away.
1: Yeah, and uh, myself included. Delvin Cook sitting out and having a slow start to the year. Is killing me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And especially for a game like this where you're like, oh, this is prime time. He can really like bounce back. I mean, good for Madison. And hopefully you had uh, that as a handcuff. I personally did not get him as a handcuff. I was not able to. So, ouch. Yep. And then, uh, you know, as far as the passing, you know, he only threw one touchdown and went to Madison. Other than that, Justin Jefferson showed up. Seven catches, 124 yards. And Adam Thielen, only two catches for 40. So, very low scoring game. So nothing too much to get excited about, but the uh the guys that should have showed up kind of did. And that being Jefferson.
0: That was actually a good end of the game for me. I had Swift, he scored a touchdown, and then I had Greg Joseph, the kicker for the Vikings, who kicks a 50 plus yard. <laughs> it was it was all right. I was good with the ending. All right. How about we go Steelers Broncos? Steelers win 27-19 and actually showed some signs of life today after they won. I still know how they beat the Bills in week one. That that is like still ridiculously a ridiculous fluke, but hey, they played today a little bit better. Roethlisberger, two hundred fifty-three yards, two touchdowns. One went to Claypool, one went to Johnson. Juju left this game with an injury, so now you're down. You have the two guys, but so Claypool was five for one thirty in that touchdown. Deontay Johnson only caught two, but four seventy-two yards. And Najee Harris is going to get all the all the work. Twenty-three carries, one hundred twenty-two yards and a touchdown. So solid game for Najee. I, I don't know. I still don't. I don't trust this Steelers offense yet. I, I mean. Broncos, maybe we no. got blinded by the Broncos thinking they're better than they were because they're still the Broncos. They're not, that, they're not that amazing. So we'll see. Don't, don't feel great about the Steelers yet. But
1: no, no not yet. But I mean, yeah, I think the, the intriguing part will be if, and I really don't know what the, the injury to Juju actually is. I don't, last I heard it didn't sound serious, but you never know. If he's out, it does at least cut that down where, where Claypool and, and, and Johnson, at least it's a little easier to trust them. Even with the decline of of the amount that they throw, but Najee Harris is looking better and better, and they keep giving him the ball. So he, I do I do believe in Najee. Um, but the passing offense, I, I don't ever want to see anyone get hurt, but it would help fantasy owners just right. to cut down on the the confusion.
0: All right, for the Broncos side of things, Bridgewater played. He had two hundred eighty eight yards, two touchdowns. Touchdowns went to Cortland Sutton and Kendall Hinton. Sutton was seven for one twenty. Touchdown solid. Tim Patrick, seven for 89, not bad. And then that ground game is just a complete split. And I don't, I, I rank these guys back to back every single week because what do you do? Well, Javante Williams, eight carries, 61 yards. Gordon, nine carries, 34 yards. Javante's looks better, but it also is boosted by one 49 yard run, which is still good. He got a 49 yard run, but his other seven carries went for 12. So there's that. <laughs> Javante caught three for 25 and Gordon caught two for none. So they're just, they're splitting. They're just still splitting. It's hard to, no one's, you know, breaking out of that pack there, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. Our good game from Sutton though. Let's see here. Let's go over Dolphins Bucks. This was a blowout win for the Bucks here. 45, 17 Tom Brady at 44 years old, throws 411 yards, five touchdowns. Just ridiculous. And. Seven seven catches for Antonio Brown for one twenty four and two touchdowns, really solid. Mike Evans six for one thirteen and two touchdowns. Chris Godwin seven for seventy. Man,
1: yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, there's enough to go around. And in my head, when I was ranking these guys out, there was uh, you know, I on some teams you'll have like Brady and you also have Lamar Jackson. In my case, I think that is a, a situation that a lot of people are finding themselves in, and in my mind i was like okay you're gonna go against miami you're probably gonna beat them heartily and i would think that at some point you take out brady And <laughs> they did not it, it reminded me of like the simpsons clip where it's like they're beating up the clown or whatever and ralph is like he's dead. He's dead. He's like stop it and that's what i felt like with miami i was just like please pull off the gas for the love of god but um hey i mean it was fun to watch and uh Oh man, it is. What are you doing with these three wide receivers? I know that it's possible that they can do this where everyone is playable, but we've had a couple of games where Antonio Brown went down and you're trying to figure it out. Are you just playing all of them all the time, unless they're playing like maybe the top three defenses or something?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Just, I think you got to play them. If you have one of these guys, they're in there. They're in your lineup at this point. Yep. You just, and you hope that you get the, you get that week. You know, that there at least two of them can do something. Like even Godman, he was the worst of the oh, bunch. He was fine. And he had, you know, he's fine. So and then um running game wise, Fournette, twelve carries, sixty seven yards to touchdown. He's the clear lead back now at this point. He has I mean, it's 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 no it's not a split anymore. It's him. He's the he's the lead back now over Jones. For the Dolphins, brissettes, twenty-seven to thirty-nine, two touchdowns. He did leave this thing. Um, so we'll see. He, or he did at one point that he, you know, I don't know. I think he came back. We'll see what happens there. Tua's going to be back at some point anyway. Gaskin, five carries, 25 yards, but caught two touchdowns off 10 receptions for 74 yards. You can't expect that every time, but they're down in this thing. They were throwing the ball around. Gaskin gets two touchdown catches. There we go. So, it, it mostly, you know what? Most likely, you didn't play him. So, if you had him on your team, you probably had benched him at this point. So, you didn't get get the benefit of that. and then. The receivers just Devontae Parker was a, a he didn't play in this one. They said Gaskin had the ten catches. Preston Williams three for sixty. Gusecki four for forty three. Jalen Waddle two for thirty one. Uh, not much going. It's not a good game for Miami.
1: So no, I, I mean, I, wh- how, what's your outlook on the wide receiving situation in Miami? Do you think it changes all that much when Tua comes back? Maybe, um, but
0: it might. But I, I would. I'm gonna have to. I don't want to play these guys. I have to see what all of a sudden let Tua come back, see if it changes for the better. That's where I'm at.
1: Yeah, and you got I mean, man, it, it's rough, too, because even Waddle, I mean, unless you're in a keeper league and maybe someone loves him, like, hey, I, I'll, yeah. I'll wait and find out. None of these guys have almost any value. Gaskin, mm-hmm. I mean, he did score two touchdowns today. I would assume your advice would be, Go and get anything you possibly can for him, or are you holding on to him because he is a running back and he can do this from time to time? Uh, what I know, I know you're not a big fan, yeah. but what are you looking?
0: I mean, if you could trade him for anything, I'd get some value for him. But you, but he is he, but he is a, a lead back, so you don't want to trade him for anything but a lead back, right? So that might be hard to do because he's like the low end of the lead back. He's probably so,
1: not getting a lead back though. So would you trade for so so wide think receiver
0: help? If you needed it, but again, you're probably not in a situation where you honestly can. You probably just have to hold him, most likely, in, if, in if most or, situations. If he's,
1: your, if he's your third running back, though. I'd still
0: probably keep him, just because it's just there's just not much behind it. There just gotcha. isn't. So, um, yeah, I, just, I would probably keep him. All right, Saints, Washington. Saints win 33-22. Jameis throws four touchdowns in this one. He gets one of those games again, but it was only 15 for 30. It's still not great.
1: (laughs) Every time he does this, he he completes basically no no passes and he ends up with a large amount. So it is kind of funny to to watch this happen. It It is all
0: over the board. It is. Uh, Kamara, 16 carries, 71 yards, a touchdown. He caught five balls for 51 yards and a touchdown as well there. So that was good to see. Uh, Marcus Calloway, after people kind of started giving up on him, look at that, four for 85, two touchdowns. Deonta Harris catches one for 72 and a touchdown. Trahman makes an appearance, two for 43. Uh, we'll see if that ever becomes a thing. I don't know if it will, but a solid win for the Saints. Everyone, everyone gets involved.
1: Good yeah. to see. What Marcus Callaway is always going to be an interesting guy because they mm-hmm. still haven't figured out who is going to catch the ball for the most part. He is starting to emerge, little by little. I mean, we don't. I mean, whatever's going to happen with Thomas mm-hmm. or, or down the how. How would you handle Callaway? Because right now, I mean, I guess the first question is are you would you even think about starting him or do you need to see another week? I mean, it depends.
0: Like, I wouldn't want to start him, but some people don't have that option. And you have to buy week start next week. So sure. You but you, you,
1: you to... view him as what more of a wide receiver four or something. Yeah. Four. Team? Four.
0: Yeah. That's about where I'd have him at. Where there's gonna be plays, you know, he definitely will play at times. some people's lineups but just would rather not yet before before i see a little bit more consistency so that's where i'd be at with him for washington taylor heineke not a good game for him 20 for 41 248 no touchdowns two picks antonio gibson 20 carries only turns it into 60 yards so that's ugly but two touchdowns so it gets a good game there the receiving group i mean look at the numbers for heineke knew it was going to probably be good uh, Ricky Seals-Jones had the most catches with five for 41. Hum- Adam Humphries had the most yards with 73 off three catches. Terry McLaurin was the disappointment with four for 46. Just not, not a good game for Washington. We'll see if they bounce back. Um, they're going to be one of these teams that's like this, though. Some games, they'll look great, and then others, you'll get this. With, that's what you get with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. For the Eagles-Panthers game, we have 21-18. Eagles win. They come from behind to win this thing. Jalen Hurts wasn't good as a as a quarterback really as a passer 22 of 37 198 no touchdowns a pick wasn't great but but <laughs> for fantasy he gets two rushing touchdowns and he actually takes the team back and wins but that there that's Jalen hurts for you. that's we're not saying he's great I don't think he's i said that last week it, like he's not playing like necessarily well I, I wouldn't say but he doesn't have anything less than 20 21 points is his lowest game he's had.
1: So, and we said it, I mean, how yeah. many times, we, I mean, I'll keep saying it, yeah. but I mean, you don't have to be a good quarterback to be a good fantasy no. quarterback <laughs> no. and that's what happened. And, and we kind of saw it today. Someone, I mean, there's a couple of quarterbacks that have been on fire and and mm-hmm. we'll, we're about to talk about Sam Darnold. He was one of them. Heineke mm-hmm. was another one. They completely fell off. And because Jalen Hurts can run the ball, especially around the goal line, he was kind of bulletproof, even though he kind of played crappy today too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting to see. um But because he runs in a couple, once again, it kind of caps the people around him. So, yeah. And Miles
0: Sanders, like, ah oh, man, he's he, it's rough to play Miles Sanders at this point if you have him on your team. 11 carries, 45 yards. It, it is not something you want to do. I think I did bench him in a league today. His I, last four I, weeks, i us say his last four weeks in standard, four,
1: 5.1, 4.7, 5.5, 5.9. Yeah. Okay. I, I've, I benched him. Well, I was going to bench him for the second straight week, except Delvin Cook could not go. Yeah. So I had to put him in my lineup, but yeah, it, it's pretty brutal out there. And um, yeah, other than that, Devante <laughs> Smith did have seven catches for 77 yards. The rookie is coming on. He's finding a way to be productive, even though that offense really isn't, you know, clicking on all cylinders quite yet. So that's yeah. good to see. Other than that, not a whole lot going on. Dells Goddard, two for 28 quiz Watkins, three for 48 Jalen Rieger for three for 24. So nothing, nothing too impressive uh, outside of that. And and I can't, I'm a little surprised that Gainwell didn't have a few more touches in this game. He he was kind of finding a role and all of a sudden he only got two, you know, two runs and, and, and three targets that he turned into one catch. Um, but yeah, I mean, that this offense is kind of, I feel like it's like quite a few other ones we're talking about uh, kind of in the same vein as, as Pittsburgh and, you know, you're, Mm -hmm. You're just not quite sure what the week-to-week performance is going to be like. They don't have an identity. At least Pittsburgh has a run-first identity. Right now, it's just kind of like, what can Jalen Hurts do? And everything else is, you know, I guess we'll just find out week-to-week.
0: And uh, for the Panthers, Sam Darnold comes back down to earth this week. 21 to 3,777 yards, a touchdown, three picks. Ugly game. Chuba Hubbard, 24 carries, 101 yards. This might be in five catches for 33. You'll see if McCaffrey's back next week. Might not see any more Hubbard. DJ Moore, five catches, 42 yards after he'd started. He'd really been playing well. And then this is just ugly all around. And Robbie Anderson, two for 30. <laughs> yeah, ugly I don't. Game.
1: I do not want to jump to conclusions, um, but people are going to, right? They're going to jump down mm-hmm. Sam Darnold's throat immediately because they, they've seen a handful of years or a few years of him on a different team that he did not play well on. Um, he he was starting off scorching. And because of that, DJ Moore was doing really, really well. Everyone's going to ask the same question. What do you see for Sam Darnold moving forward? Is this game indicative of what is going to happen? Or is this just the one-off like everyone has? Tom Brady only scored, what, like barely over 10 fantasy points last week. Is Sam Darnold going to be okay? And in return, should you worry about DJ Moore's production moving forward? You know, Darnold...
0: It's really just you, you You only want to play him in really good matchups at this point. You just, you don't want to trust him outside of have him having great matchups. DJ Moore, I'm not that worried. I think this is like the lowest it's going to get. He's going to be better than this. Um, Darnold will, and in turn, Moore will. I, I'm not that worried, honestly. Just some games, yeah, some games are worse than others, right? And I think this yeah. is one of them. So we'll see. It should see a bounce back.
1: And if, if McCaffrey's healthy, I think that is yeah. where I, I see, a because that's easy yardage for Darnold. Right. He can pass a lot to him. So I, I would say don't panic quite yet, but he, he never got off my streaming board, so mm-hmm. I think he's still in there for me. But on good matchups, I, would, I, I wouldn't I would have hesitate to play him too bad. All
0: right, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Tennessee wins 37-19. Tannehill 14-22, 197, one touchdown. Just didn't have to do much in this one, so there's not much going to be there on the passing game. Garrett Henry, 29 carries, 130 yards, three touchdowns. Just keeps doing it. He's good. And then, yeah, as I said, there's not much on the passing game. Uh, AJ Brown, three for 38. Just if you played him, hey, you didn't get much. There we go. Now they don't need to do anything. Derek
1: Henry's just gonna run the ball. Yeah. Simple as that. It's pretty, pretty simple that If if anyone's an AJ Brown uh owner or you know uh Julio when he comes back, um you are praying that at some point they want to rest Henry. <laughs> because right. You, right now you are getting absolutely crushed by the by how well he is running the ball <laughs> because they don't have to do
0: anything else. Uh, for Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, twenty-three of thirty-three, two seventy-three touchdown pick. James Robinson looked really good in this one. Eighteen carries, one hundred forty-nine yards. At a long of what fifty-eight, I believe. Yeah, solid game for James Robinson. And then, yeah, not much here. The the pass, the receivers are interesting in this one. Dan Arnold, six for sixty-four. Jamal Agnew, six for forty-one. Tavon Austin, five for fifty-four. That's a. Didn't think I'd be saying Tavon Austin on a podcast. And then it's Chenault with one for fifty-eight, and Marvin Jones with one for twenty-five. The Marvin Jones thing—I still see people putting him in, a, in their lineups. I—I I, I don't know. He, he, had a, he had a couple okay games, but
1: yeah, I don't it, know. It, I don't want to play
0: any of these guys to be honest. Now,
1: in my mind, James Robinson is the only guy. Yeah, he's uh, it. Trevor Lawrence. I mean, intri- he, he he might intrigue me a little later in a because once we start going with these bye weeks and people are scooping up quarterbacks. Maybe he's worthwhile even right now and wouldn't have been that big, but he did rush in a touchdown, which obviously boosted his numbers, but he's, he's starting to look more and more comfortable. So I'm wondering if by the end of the year, we can confidently say, okay, you can stream him. But yeah, right now, James Robinson, that is it. Yep.
0: Pretty much. All right. How about Patriots, Texans, Patriots win. It wasn't as easy as you expected. Probably 25, 22, Mac Jones, 23 of 30, 231 touchdown pick. Damian Harris had 14 carries, 58 yards, and a touchdown. He left this game, I think, with a couple injuries, different points in this one. So we'll see what happens there. In his absence, it was was, Brandon Bolden two times, but Ramon J. Stevenson finally got his first look and he turned it into 11 carries for 23 yards.
1: Didn't look that good, but he 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 did have a touchdown
0: that was called. He got a touchdown that was called back. So I mean, it would have looked a little better, but hey, we'll see. If, If Harris is out, Next week, let's say it looks like Stevenson will get probably the first crack at it. I mean, it'll be Stevenson probably with some Bolden mixed in, right? But I don't know what to I don't know what we'll what we'll get out of it, but hey, we'll see if he, you know, he's probably worth an ad just in case, I would say. And if you're desperate at running back, you need to throw a guy like that in. Then yeah. for the receiving side of things, Hunter Henry leads the way with six catches, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Jacoby Myers, four for 56. So Hunter Henry's kind of emerging as that top tight end target here.
1: The top target in general. I mean, don't look now, but he he actually is playable. I mean, the last few games he's getting the targets and, and finally he's starting to get up with the yardage, but uh, the last two games he caught a touchdown as well. But the targets, even since he began, it was three, four, six, five, eight. You're going in the right direction yardage was always kind of hovering around 30. So it's great to see him jump up into the seventies and now they're looking for him in the red zone as well. So it, it looks like he is the one that he's going to be comfortable with. And as bad as tight end is right now, uh, you know, Hunter Henry will definitely be on a, a bunch of waiver wire pickups because uh, I, I know that he was still relatively low. Yep. Oh,
0: and actually I played him today, so
1: that was good. There we <laughs>
0: I saw that coming, right? I saw it coming. Not really, but hey, <laughs> I got lucky. For the Texans side of things, Davis Mills actually had a solid game, which was very surprising. 21 to 29, 312 yards, three touchdowns. Did not expect that at all. One of those touchdowns went to Chris Moore, who had five catches for 109 yards. Didn't did not see that coming. And then another touchdown went to Chris Conley, three for 84. Chris Conley, where's that name coming from? Then the other one went to, I don't even know who this guy is, Anthony O'Clair <laughs> Auclair. Who is this guy? At a tight end? He gets the other touchdown. Brandon Cooks goes three for 23. You think seeing Davis Mills with those numbers, 312 yards, three touchdowns, you're like, wow, Brandon Cooks had 16 targets and 12 <laughs> catches, right? No, three catches, 23. Just that's it was odd how that worked out. Um, then the ground game, you don't want any part of this running game. I don't care. Just just stay away. Mark Ingram, 16 carries, 41 yards, led the way. You don't want a part of it at
1: all. That's brutal.
0: How about Bears, Raiders? Not not the most interesting of games, I would say today. Raiders kind of this is disappointing for them. Thought they were playing better than this, but it's a 20 to 9 win for the Bears. Justin Fields, 12 for 20, 111 yards and a touchdown, three carries, four yards. He's not getting that rushing that you were hoping he would have, right? That's kind of what the, you know, what you were hoping for, and it wasn't there.
1: No, and we'll he, doesn't, he doesn't have the upside throwing right now, too. And once again, Allen Robinson is suffering because of it. Um, it's going to be a long year for, for Allen Robinson owners and, and Bear fans for the most part. I know they got the win today and they're three and two, but you know this, this will not continue. And I, I think this is more about the Raiders. Honestly, in my mind, just this is what you can't do. You, you, have, you start off hot and then you have a huge letdown. And you just, you have to be able to put up more than nine points. It was, yep. it was really, really frustrating to, to watch uh, this game. Um, but yeah, I mean, at least the only good thing that I saw besides, I mean, Derek Carr did not have a good game 206 with one interception, Josh Jacobs finally back looking a little more healthy. Um, he did get in the end zone. So 15 carries, 48 yards, a touchdown um, Four four catches for 19 yards. That's a big one. I know a lot of people have him. And and we're kind of holding him on the bench because he was all banged up. Um, he's starting to look better. I think this is kind of what you're you're hoping for. That touchdown number is really what's going to catapult him into you know viability. But if he does this, then then great.
0: And then um, so Darren Waller is interesting. He had that fir- first week of the season. He was getting all those targets, 19 targets, 10 up, 10 catches, 105 yards and a touchdown. Since then. He's caught one touchdown in the last four games, but he's been five for 65, five for 54, four for 54, for 45. That's – I don't like – that's not good.
1: No, that's they got to get back to what was making them so dominant. And mm-hmm. I realize that they changed defenses, right? They're kind of like, oh, well, they're going to go to Waller. But still, you have to figure out how to do this stuff because it, it looks like – loss I mean, it's one game I don't want to get all over them, but it it was very reminiscent of like last year where they just couldn't get it going and, and Rugs, you know, doesn't look like he's developing nearly as quickly as we're hoping. Brian Edwards looks like he took a step back. So when Hunter Renfro is turning into your most solid wide receiver, when you're spending all these top draft picks on him, you know you're in trouble. So I, I, I think they can right the ship. But like I said, there just wasn't a lot to, to like about this game.
0: Know, say for the Bears, we quick talk about their, their run game there. Khalil Herbert actually led the way with 18 carries, 75 yards, and then Damian Williams at 16 for 64 and a touchdown. So looks like we might have a split there But while Montgomery's out. So Herbert yeah. will probably need to be picked up in leagues now after, you know, Williams was picked up everywhere last week. But Herbert, it's a split for sure between the two of them. All right, how about we go to Browns Chargers in a shootout here. Chargers win 47-42. Justin Herbert, 26-43, of 43, 398 yards, four touchdowns. Mike Williams had eight catches for 165 and two touchdowns on 16 targets. I can't believe Mike Williams has actually become – Oh, he's legit. Like, he's this. He's this guy. He's, he's a top receiver. It took, what, five years, but he got here. He actually got here. It just took a while. And that's why we pr- try to preach patience sometimes in players. Usually it takes – it's usually not this long, though. He's 27. I'm, I'm, He's actually 27,
1: finally doing this. I, I drafted him as a, a rookie in our Dynasty League. I am so yeah. glad I didn't give up on him. I <laughs> kept just being like one more year, one more year, and finally it paid off. I'm so yep. happy. Uh, but, yeah, um, man, Herbert put up some huge numbers today. I, I thought it was – I honestly – I not that I, I ranked him outside of the top 10, but I thought he was going to be lower because Cleveland's defense looked pretty good. Whew. if he can do this to nearly any team it'll be very interesting to see uh what kind of numbers he can put up against a, a bad defense as well especially it does look like he's finally warming up to uh austin eckler and getting him involved like there is a lot of weapons on this team all of a sudden and all of them are hitting on the you know at, at a very high level which mike williams Keenan allen eckler and then you throw in a couple other guys that can that can do some good stuff but those three guys demand a lot of targets every game so he's gonna have plenty of Plenty of times to throw the ball.
0: Eckler had 119 total yards and three touchdowns in this thing. So that's a couple of big games in a row for Eckler. For the Browns, Baker Mayfield, 305 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. On the ground there, Nick Chubb, 21 carries, 161 yards, and a touchdown. And Kareem Hunt, 12 carries, 61 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, these guys are both like playable. I had Kareem Hunt at like 14 or 15 in the ranks this week. Chubb you know, oh, was yeah. in my top five, Hunt's in my top 15. It's uh, crazy to have two running backs from the
1: same team like that. It's weird when you can take a handcuff and play them both at the same time. I have no and, issue if you put them both in your lineup because they're, mm-hmm. they're kind of, they at times they use them differently as well. But I mean, my gosh, like for a shootout, you do not expect to see the the rushing numbers that we did today. It was unbelievable and and good for Baker Mayfield, too, by the way. Uh, I have we haven't really seen him have such a good game in a while. He's definitely been more of a field manager. You know, 305 with two touchdowns and no picks is a really great game for him. And um yeah, that's wonderful to see. And it went they the two touchdowns went to David Njoku and Richard Higgins. So
0: Njoku's seven for 149 in a touchdown.
1: And once again, well, the disappointing aspect, I don't know how healthy he is, but Beckham only two for 20. That's
0: that's the thing that's, that's really worrisome if you're an Odell Beckham owner right now is they score 42 points during a shootout and Odell gets two for 20. And no he, he played and he's playing and he had only three targets. That is a major concern. Major concern.
1: Yeah. I mean, do you I, think I, I, I don't know what I mean? I don't even know what. Yeah. What, I, I would I love know. to blame it on health. I, I truly have no idea. I, uh, from what I saw, I'd, I can't blame it on that, but that's the only thing that makes sense in my head. Especially when Landry is out too. Like, if one of those guys is in, okay, sure. But when when there's only one, how do you not give him more than three targets? So, I don't know. I want to believe his health,
0: right? But well, eh, we, we will we will see. All right. Next up, Giants. Cowboys. Cowboys win forty four to twenty. Good win for the Cowboys, but really the real story of this was Kadarius Tony. So we'll start. Let's we'll start with the losing team. We can can finally talk.
1: We can finally talk about him.
0: So we've been talking about we've been definitely talking about (laughs) Tony for a while. Right. He was on made a post on Instagram right before the season of lottery tickets. Right. Tony was the picture of it on on there because he he has this talent and he was injured for a lot of the preseason. Didn't play a lot. And it started to give me like it honestly gave me Odell Beckham vibes of what happened. Extremely gifted athlete who was not playing early and then eventually got into it. Right. And Tony, 10 catches, 189 yards in this thing. He was, I mean, everyone else went down. Galladay went down again. And there's no, so there's no Galladay. There's Barkley went down. There's no Barkley. There's no Shepard. There's no Slayton. Tony had to be the guy, and he was, and he did it. And then he made a boneheaded decision to punch a guy. (laughs) Like, man, you're you're doing so well. But that aside, he's an awesome talent, a ridiculous talent. He's better than he's better than Slayton. He's better than Shepard. Like I remember last week, I even said I think I said he's better than Slayton for sure. Shepard, we'll see. He's way better than Shepard. Like it's not even close. Yeah, he's better than Galladay at this level.
1: I was gonna say he he could become the number one option really really quick and even more so. I mean, I think it's very impressive that he was able to do it with Mike Glennon as the quarterback. And and Mike Glennon's not a bad backup. He's actually a pretty good backup as far as you know they go. But he, I mean, Daniel Jones got knocked out with a concussion. Um. And and like you said, I mean, you know, you said everyone got hurt, but I mean, they were literally getting hurt like during the game too, <laughs> like, like Saquon and whatnot. So uh it was very impressive what he was able to do. He, he couldn't catch a touchdown, but 189 yards, like in your, what whatever you want to call it, coming out party in the NFL. It was really, really fun to watch. And he just looked a little bit quicker than everyone, a little bit more athletic. He, he just looked like he was that kind of uh, that number one wide receiver, even though he hasn't played a whole lot of snaps in the NFL yet. So um, last week, you know, we you saw it, and we're kind of like, he looks a little different than other players on the field. And today, I mean, uh, wow. I mean, did he ever? And, um, you know, the last couple of weeks we've been saying, you know, there's a few guys that you, you throw a buck at them, you get them now, you see what they are. He was one of these guys, and I really, really hope that you grabbed him. Uh, I know Craig grabbed him in a bunch of our leagues. I grabbed him in in our main league. Um, so you know we're we're going to ride yeah, that sure. one to the top. I think there's this guy has a really a, a ton of potential, especially if you have a, a keeper league. I'm like I'm gonna. I think you would agree with me. We're waiting and we're finding out. Like this guy could be an insanely cheap keeper, and this mm-hmm. it, it really could be. And they're rebuilding. They're trying to figure out who stays, who goes. I mean, I think right now he's making a very good push to be. Hey, I'm going to be the number one or two here for a very long time.
0: Yep. Um. And well, I was reading the the quote um, Joe Judge had on Tony today said about his punch. That's not going to be acceptable. That's not going to be condoned. And then he actually went and he had X-rays after the game on his uh, possibly his ankle. Yep. So we'll see what. Hopefully, yeah. that's not anything.
1: Yeah. Keep I mean- back. But yeah, I saw I saw that in. play and he uh it you know it looked like it tweaked him, but he didn't it didn't it shouldn't really really right. hamper him yeah. unless he's John Ross or something and then yep. we just lose him for the season. But yeah, I mean, you know, young players will do stuff like that. That is an insanely dumb thing to do. And I'm glad it won't be condoned. But I think <laughs> it's one of those where you you he's give him the, the tongue lashing now because you're like, Hey, you know, we drafted you for a reason you showed up. Don't do stuff to get in your own way. Don't yep. don't be that kind of idiot. Well,
0: if you're in one of our relegation leagues and you're going to go put that claim in for Tony, just don't even look. he's not there. stung it. <laughs> <laughs> actually, before today's games, I went through and I picked up Tony in every single relegation league that he wasn't already picked up in. Claim sweep. so got it before the breakout. And yeah it, and also this is a good thing to if you have, if you don't follow us on Instagram, you probably should. Um, I posted a story before the for the day just telling people, you know, is this is this Tony's breakout day? And You know what it was. So if you saw that little alert, maybe you got him too. So it was a, definitely a solid game. But now Daniel Jones, we'll see if he's back next week. It didn't really matter with Tony that Mike Glennon was out there. Glennon was just looking for him.
1: Yeah, um, he looked good. So didn't he looked make good a out difference.
0: there. Well, then we'd even we gloss over Barkley, got hurt ankle injury. Didn't look good. So – Devontae Booker comes in, and like I said, it's just gonna—it's gonna have to be Tony. You're like, there's gonna be there's no one else here. I don't know. The ankle did not look good for Barkley. I could not see him playing next week.
1: Yeah, so. and and I really wanted to see Barkley. I really want to see yeah. him come back this year and be strong. But my my worst nightmare and and of what is going to happen is coming true. Where even when he's out there, he looks great. You know, you're just like, wow, this guy is talented. Mm-hmm. But between the injuries, which you can't predict, but you know, he's, he's coming back from a from a, a major one and, and you get banged up over the year, especially when you touch the ball as much as him. But they're one in four now. You know, your quarterback is going to be in concussion protocol. Galladay is never really healthy right now. You know, you're not going to be a good team. You're just going to be in it to fight it out. How much do you actually use him? Like at some point you, they they will look to pull him. So, right. You know, and and it's even worse now. Like if you have him, I know you were hoping because, man, when he he looks good, he looks good, and he is that talented. And but with him tweaking his ankle, like if he comes back, if it's not really anything too major, are you still trying to move on from him, or are you saying this guy's just too good? I'm going to hold on to him and and take the risk.
0: I probably just. I, I think he's, I think you just have to hold on to him and hope he becomes. That's the only thing. You're you're not going to get that potential value by trading him. I don't feel like right now. So you just have to just hold him. Just hold him. It's still a safe one. You know, we'll see. It's it's a, it looks like a low level sprain. It's not a high ankle sprain, which is good. So because of that, I'm not as worried. Probably misses a week or so, but he won't be. It won't be long term.
1: I know, but so. you miss another week. You miss a couple. We'll then you see. come back. They're still really bad. <laughs> you yeah, mean, I like, know. I don't know. It's, I you, you see it going in a very different direction um but anyway uh speaking of people going in the right direction the dallas cowboys Cowboys, they're
0: good good team they have a good team right now and Dak was 22 32 302 three touchdowns pick just a solid game zeke 21 carries 110 yards and touchdown he also caught a touchdown and but tony Pollard is playing as well but 14 carries 75 yards they're looking to run the ball a lot more than they used to and it's working for them so both of those guys were effective it, because because they're running it so much, Dak is still like Dak is still effective. He's still having good good games here, but it's in less. It's not in shootout form. It's not like 400 yards and you know 50 of passing attempts. So because of that, the receivers are not maybe as putting up as big of numbers as you would have hoped. But still, Lamb was four of 84 touchdown. Cooper three of 60, but a touchdown. So both of them got the touchdowns today, which helped. And Dolan Schultz was Schultz was six of 79. So the guys that they all performed. It's just it was on low volume for Lamb and Cooper, so you're, you're happy those touchdowns were there. Then how about one last game before we ended off here? 49ers, Cardinals. Cardinals go to 5-0. and Keep rolling along with a 17-10 to win here. Kyler Murray, not, not his, like, most impressive day for sure, but, you know. It's fine, right? One of these, you'll take one of yeah. these once in a while. He was twenty-two of thirty-one, two thirty-nine, a touchdown. I mean, he probably he doesn't care about the fantasy numbers; they got to win.
1: So yeah, that's exactly. all that matters. You're, you're five and zero. Oh. He yeah. wasn't Superman today, <laughs> but he got the win. Who, who gives up? Yep. you know?
0: Right. Uh, the run game there. James Conner had ten carries for twenty-nine yards, but a touchdown. He's definitely he's getting those touchdowns. So there's that. Rondell Moore had the most <laughs> yards on the ground for them, three for thirty-eight. Chase Edmonds was a major disappointment in this one. Was six for fifteen, and then three catches for nineteen yards. DeAndre Hopkins caught six for eighty-seven in a touchdown. Rondell Moore five for fifty-nine. Kirk five for
1: thirty-nine. Before we move on, let me get your opinion on this. Obviously, this was a down game for for the Arizona offense in general because they've been letting on fire. Yep. I just perusing the internet where all opinions uh, you know show up. Yep. I started seeing a lot of different people saying this is the time to trade DeAndre Hopkins last week.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, Do I you, would I mean, try to, I would try to trade him hundred percent.
1: Talk into that a little bit because the Hopkins well, is a huge name. He just has he is no a huge name, name and that, that's even why they I
0: only scored 17 well, and it's an okay game though. I think you can get a lot more. It's, he hasn't been overly impressive to me. I mean, it's just the, he's not getting those big Deandre Hopkins games, right? Six for 87, a touchdown. That's just, that's, that's okay. That's not special. Last week was four for sixty-seven. The week before was three for twenty-one. The week before was four for fifty-four. Got a touchdown in it. Week one he was six of eighty-three. He did have two touchdowns, so made it better. But they're spreading the ball around a bit. I I think you can get DeAndre Hopkins' name value yet. I still feel like you can get the name value and get some good return for. I just don't think you're going to get this. This you're not going to get like a top-five receiver anymore. He's not that. He he dropped down to like eleventh in my ranks this week. That's the kind of receiver you're getting now.
1: Sure, but you're not. I mean. First of all, you're not going to get a top five wide receiver for him at the moment, right? The Probably guys not. are really lagging on fire. You're not going to. So what are you actually looking for in a trade like that? Because that is a difficult one. You only have one DeAndre Hopkins. I do think that he's worth quite a bit. And I think he is a very good player to have. Like, and, and we're not saying he's not. But if you're going to trade him, I want to make sure you get what you should out of it. So what are you actually looking for when you trade a player like that? You, you need to
0: get other top 10 guys. If I would try to get a... Get a Man,
1: you, you're, you're looking for a running back, aren't you?
0: Yeah, a top maybe a top fifteen running back, but I would need to try to get a running back for him. I'm telling, you, I just don't in maybe a back end receiver, a lower end yeah, receiver. With it.
1: You're not like I said. I don't think you can get like if you're talking about apples to apples when you're talking a wide receiver for a wide receiver in a trade. I mean, unless you're trading, I mean, it would have to be a name recognition thing. So it'd be like, do Could I believe trade? in do I believe well, in Lock it more? Do I believe in no? Th- that's what it would turn into. So you're kind of guessing
0: you t- you take advantage of the people that are just, yeah, really, really on name value alone. I mean, it's probably gonna be hard to, it's sad to say, like, I wish I could trade DeAndre Hopkins to get Cooper cup right now, but I feel like I could not do that.
1: <laughs> well, you still might be able to, because well, that's f- going to be wondering who's going to fall off. Who's going to take off. Right. And
0: that's, that's the kind of thing I'd like to do. If I even was straight up, I'd rather have Cooper cup right now. I
1: would. Right. And to be right? fair, to be fair, I'm saying that's possibility, but he is what? Coop, Coop, Cooper cup is a top five guy. Same thing with yeah. kind of like Lockett. I'm trying to think of the other names that... I wouldn't want Lockett for him, but... Okay, you don't want Lockett. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of who else. Like, you're not going to get a Justin Jefferson right now. You're you're not going to get a, you know, a C.D. Lamb. A, uh, I'm trying... Uh, yeah, I'm, it's very difficult to think of, like, Devontae Adams.
0: I would, I'd go shopping around. Not You don't necessarily just go trade him, but I'd shop it around and see what kind of... What, what's out there. And then... Yeah, I I would be definitely I don't I don't know if we're gonna see these massive games from him this year. It just doesn't feel like it's coming. Then um all right, 49ers side of things. Trey Lance was the quarterback in this one. He's 15 to 29, 192, no touchdowns. He threw a pick. He had 16 carries for 89 yards. So he his, him being in there kind of changes the dynamic of what they do a bit. You know, usually, you know, one of these running backs would have led the way. The the lead back was Elijah Mitchell coming back. He was their lead back. Trey Sermon didn't get a carry till like the fourth quarter. Even though he played well last week, Elijah Mitchell comes back and he's clearly ahead of Trey Sermon in the pecking order. It's just how it is. But Trey Lance changes everything, it feels like with that. And they oh, yeah. were down though. So it's just it made it, it made it interesting. And then Debo Samuel gets a one carry and they got a touchdown.
1: He he uh, he's the one that cracks me up because it was kind of like like, oh yep, this does kill his yeah. value. And then he, he, here he is on a little like end around or whatever, and they throw it to him, he runs it in for a touchdown. I was like, Yeah, mm-hmm. this guy just finds a way to be productive, I guess. So right. I mean, good for owners of Debo. But yeah, yeah I Tri- mean, well, Tri- Tri- I don't know.
0: I need to see more of him in like th- they played the best team in the league right now, honestly, Arizona. Who knows? But ah, uh, yeah, something about this. I don't know how that's going to fare for the running game for the rest of the weapons. It's, it's it didn't help them today, really. I mean, Samuel pulled off an okay game because of that touchdown, but if it wasn't for that, this would have been bad all around for all of the all of the players <laughs> for San Francisco, really in
1: fantasy. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be. This is going to change it a lot. I, I really do think that. I think it hurts everyone on that offense, including Debo, even though he got in the end zone. Trey Lance will, I mean, you, you have to see it this. I mean, but once again, by, you know, nearing the end of the year, the second half, you do wonder if he's going to be able to pull off a Jalen Hurts thing because 16 carries for 89 yards is nothing to like, you know, shy away from. That is pretty impressive that you can go off and do that right away. Um, and you do think that his passing, even though it's not going to all of a sudden become prolific, y- you have to believe that's going to get better because they are playing a very good team. So you do yeah. wonder if Trey Lance will turn into a streaming quarterback with kind of a yeah. strange high upside because of his rushing. But mm-hmm. man, I, I, Samuel uh, Kittle, when he comes back, even though he hasn't been performing well anyway, and with him rushing the ball, all of a sudden in between, you know, three running backs, you're kind of like, I hope they tell me. Who the goal line back is because he might be the only one worthwhile. And you hope it's the same. You hope it's the lead back because it could be split. And then you're kind of in no man's land entirely if it wasn't, you know, confusing enough for, for the way that 49ers run that backfield. So I I think this throws a, a giant wrench in in everything.
0: Oh, I, yeah, it definitely does. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. But
1: all right, there we go. Hey, actually, that's it. Oh, speaking of that, I yeah. kittle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's what, out now. What, for, he's on IR. Right. So,
1: yeah. So he, he misses at least three games. What is uh, I mean, so you can't do anything right, but he does have name recognition, even though, you know, no one's going to want to trade for him right now because you're, you know, he's guaranteed to be out. But as soon as you get that word, like he will be back, he looks good. And people are dying to get their hands on a tight end. What kind of like, what would be the lowest thing you would actually trade for him? Because that would be something a lot of people would be interested and, in. Cause right now i I have him on one of my teams. And I'm, I would love to just oh. say, I, I made a mistake. I want to kind of cut bait and run because I, I need something now. Like, I can't, I can't wait for like, please, I hope you turn into a top five tight end, which might not even be that crazy. No, I say that's the hard part. There's just no tight ends. What do you it's just that's the well, hard part? That'd be the thing. I mean, you, would, you would be training for something else. So I know that, yeah. that's why I'm kind of thinking like what kind of low tier wide receiver that is in the like come up right now. Could you trade for? <laughs> I know. And I don't even it might, be, it might be a discussion in a week or two, but yeah, we have to look at it I don't know.
0: I don't even know what you can get for him right now.
1: Yeah, I mean probably not. But nothing but, at but, the
0: but but George Kittle still again, he has value just being George Kittle. He oh, really does. You big can name. Give, you can get a player of value. You definitely could, that's for sure. Yeah.
1: And the um, IR is kind of interesting, right? I mean, it's it's just three weeks, it means they have to miss. It's not the original what six that it was a year or two ago, yeah. which I go, keep thinking in my head because you see trade IR him, and you're uh, like, Oh my god. Go trade him and
0: get Kadarius Tony.
1: Yeah, if they would do it, that'd be great.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, there we go. That's the week five recap. We'll be back tomorrow with some waiver wire pickups for you. Talk to you guys then.